When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on Barca Talk, we're continuing our FC Barcelona fantasy draft with three rounds of picks in the midfield. Who will get the likes of Andres Iniesta, Xavi Hernandez, and Sergio Busquets on their teams? Hello and welcome to Barca Talk. I'm Brian Henderson, your host in Buffalo, New York. As the coronavirus has halted European football and a lot of football around the world, we've taken to holding a fantasy draft among members of the Barca Talk team. Myself, along with Gabriel Quiroga in Madrid, Cole Ridley in Seattle, Washington, and Alejandro Viegas in Miami, Florida. In the previous episode, we opened things up with five rounds of picks to build up our team's defenses. In this episode, we're focusing on the midfield, and this is, of course, where the club really starts to shine. Our club is known for fielding great, even iconic players in the midfield. So even though we didn't always get our top picks, everybody wound up with a very strong midfield. Gabriel passed on one of the opening rounds, so he's going with three defenders, and so he's looking to load up his team with a lot of great midfielders so he gets an extra pick in these rounds. The rest of us went with a traditional four-back system, and we're we're pretty much all going 4-3-3 except for Gabriel. So we're starting today with round six, and that goes to Alejandro. Who are you going with? Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Xavi. I think he's been one of the best midfielders in Barcelona's history. I think he's, he's a key of... The last couple of decades and all the titles that Barcelona had, the Pep Guardiola era, and even before the Pep Guardiola era, when uh, he was playing with Frank Reichardt and all those times. So I'm going to go with Xavi. He's going to be my first pick. You're breaking my heart, man. (laughs) Breaking my heart. We all knew that I was going to want to pick Xavi. So next up with the second pick in this round is Cole Ridley. Go for it, Cole. I will be picking uh, Don Andreas to start my midfield. Uh, I can't think of anyone better to command the midfield behind Xavi. Um, so, uh, it, it's, it's no diss on Iniesta, certainly worthy of the first pick. Um, so I'll start my midfield there with uh, everything that he's ever done with a football is so elegant and um, class and just a world-class player throughout his entire career. Still today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we, if we open up the topic of Andres Iniesta, we could all probably talk for an hour, but I just, let's try and restrict it for a second. And let, let me throw this, let me throw this to Gabriel, Gabriel Iniesta, and the fact that Cole took Iniesta away from the rest of us. I mean, it was bound to happen. I mean, I knew I wasn't going to get any of the top three, essentially, but, you know, Iniesta, man, what can you say? Iniesta de mi vida. It's just, He's the best, man, and he's still playing over there in Japan. He's just still like he's just such a great ambassador of the game yep. and everyone loves him, you know? He obviously the most important goals that he's scored uh, obviously in Barcelona and in Spain's history, but more importantly like everyone just loves him. He's just such a great ambassador. And if you haven't checked it out, there's a great, great documentary on the 2010 World Cup team on Movistar here in Spain. You can get it on YouTube. 
And the affinity that the team has for Iniesta is just amazing because, you know, at that time you had Real Madrid players and Barca players hating each other, but they came together to win this title. And more importantly, the affinity they had for Iniesta. Yeah. He is, yeah, he is the great unifier. But now, Gabriel, you have the next pick. So who are you going to yeah. go with? So I'm kind of debating who I was going to take, but obviously I, I have to take him because in the heyday, there's no one better, and it's got to be Busquets. Because even though we've seen the drop-off now, but if we're talking 2010, 2011, 2012, I mean, you know, young, sprite, Busquets legs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, there's, there's no one better back there to, you know, feed the ball from Puyol up to the midfield and then going forward from there. So my, my pick is going to be Busquets. You know what's the saying, right? If you if you watch Busquets, you see the whole game, right? <laughs> yeah. If you or if you watch the game, you don't notice Busquets, but if you watch Busquets, you see the whole game. Yeah, yeah. The thing That's with with there. Busquets, and I, I know why these uh, Barcelona uh, directors are still expecting the same from Busquets. I mean, Xavi uh, went to the bench at some point, Iniesta went to the bench at some point, but still Busquets hasn't done that, or they haven't decided that yet, and that's why we still keep expecting the same from him even though obviously he's not in the same shape as he was before and that's uh, maybe something that's going to happen next season or the season after that but it has to happen at some point to keep uh, the legacy of Busquets because if if that doesn't really happen then we're going to have three or four years of not a very good Busquets and maybe that can hurt a little bit of his great legacy so far yeah I yeah. mean I think his I legacy is secure yeah, I know, but you know it's hard for young fans, younger fans. Maybe Cole can talk about it because they've seen maybe half of what he's done for Barcelona, and half is not that good. So maybe that's a different experience from us that watched the entire uh, Barcelona era coming from no titles to a lot of titles because of Busquets, Xavi, and Iniesta. I, I think the only point I have to add is it's so opposite of the situation we're in now because when Busquets uh, broke through. He was a lot younger, and he was there was no pressure on him. A lot of people didn't know who he was, so he could really rise up and reach his full potential. And the thing I was going to say in defense of Iniesta and Xavi's time from when they were substituted off is there was other options available. I'm not yeah. sure that we really have that option to do that right now for Busquets to sit on the bench and let younger guys rise up. Um, so it's, it's not a knock on Busquets either, but it, it's different times for sure. It's a knock on Abidal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Abidal liver show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that leaves me with the last pick in this round, and I'm going to go with another classic midfielder for the team, famous both on and off the pitch, the godfather of a new era for Barcelona, but who was around during the uh, the re the renaissance and of course i'm talking about pep i mean honestly uh, my all my midfield choices are now gone so i'm gonna have to do some scrambling while you guys are going through the the rest of the next round in fact i'm supposed to pick next and i got i got nobody on my list at the moment <laughs> so let me just google yeah you can take, yeah. take a couple minutes and make make a good pick because yeah it's, it's a midfielder in barcelona so it's, a, it's the essential part of the game I mean, you know, yeah, we're always we're always going to be spoiled with great midfielders at FC Barcelona. Um, so I just found a top ten list. <laughs> there you go. So, anyways, after my uh, last minute research, I'm gonna 
I'm going to go with another player turned manager. This will definitely not go over well with some of you, and I'm so okay with that. And I'm going to go with Luis Enrique. Yeah, good. All right. <laughs> he was so a stud who, when he was who a disagrees? No, nobody. Nobody? Think, yeah. No. No, he was a stud, man. When he played, he was he, you know, on the national team, and he was so fiery. Man. Yeah. And he had some really crucial goals, not only for Barca, but for the national team as well. So. And he came from Real Madrid to Barcelona, so yeah, we love him for that. He <laughs> did. It's, it's the opposite of Figo, who went from yeah. Barca to Real Madrid. Luis Enrique yeah. uh, did the, the other way around, so we love him. It's okay if they come from there yes, to here. Yes, of but course. Correct. Not the <laughs> yes. other way around. We want the inverse of Figo. Yeah. So, and also, by the way, that was I just started round seven for those of you who are keeping track. So to move on with round seven, Alejandro, you get the next pick. Who are you going to go with? All right, I'm going to go um, uh, with a guy that I watched a lot with the, in those Ronaldinho days. I'm going to go with Deco as my other midfielder to play along with Xavi. On Deco, I think he's, uh, I mean, a pretty solid option there. I think a lot of people forget. Um, just from his time there because he wasn't at Barcelona for, for very long. Yeah. But he he played in all those crucial roles during that, in the later part of the Renaissance and when Barca became that world power again, but leading up to the 2006 final, he became more and more important. Um, and I think that if he wasn't a part of Pep's plan to uh, reinvent the system and the roster in 2009, I think he would have been there for four or five more years. Party too much. <laughs> yeah, he did. That, uh, that team, I think that team partied too much. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's the reason because uh, they wanted to protect Messi. Yeah. And so they shipped Ronaldinho and Deco out because yeah. they were the guys that were always uh, the guys always partying all the time. So they thought he was going to be a bad influence on Messi. So they shipped both those guys out. But Deco was, the, was one of the ringleaders of that. All right. So, Cole, you have the next pick, if I'm not mistaken. I do have the next pick, and who are you going to go with? I have to. Uh, I, I'm panicking, uh, <laughs> but I, I have a guy there. I'm just. I'm not sure if it might be too early to take him, because uh, he was kind of going to be my safer option later on. But I'll take him now. I'm going to go with uh, Sadu Keita for uh, that other midfield role. I think it might be a little early. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose him now because I I don't want to keep us all waiting. So. <laughs> Gabriel, what did you think of that pick? I think it's very interesting because in my mind I just feel like there's a plethora of yeah. midfielders yeah. that are better than Keita. Now don't get me wrong, I love me some Keita. I mean he was the closer, you know, in those yeah. those yeah. eras he would come in as the sub and kind of solidify the defense for us, and that's fine. But uh, I just think. I just think there's some other midfielders, like the one I'm going to pick. <laughs> well, that's, so that's good. That's good for you. Yeah. You yeah, yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mental lapse. Yeah. It just sounds like you're throwing so much shade at him. When in fact, he just did you a favor. <laughs> it's both. Shade yeah. and favor. <laughs> it's a shade right, so favor. Who's your pick? So then who is your pick now, Gabriel? So back in the day when I first started watching uh, football, so I'm talking like 86 World Cup. This is a long time ago. Um, the Danes were amazing at that time. They were one of the teams that were – they had a lot of flair. They were attacking. They were scoring a lot of goals. So my boy, Michael Laudrup, I'm taking him. He yeah. was magic on the ball. And 
he was one of those guys that was, you know, he could do it all, score, assist, dribble, and beat people one-on-one in that era. So, And I just have an affinity for him because he's one of my first uh, players that I just specifically remember from national team moving on to Barca. And so Michael Audra, but that's my pick. The only reason I didn't take him is because he went from Barca to yeah, I Real know. Madrid, I and I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Gabriel can do it. He he has that tough skin. I'm too sentimental. I can't do it. Unforgivable sin. I mean, we're we're you're, yeah we're. I mean, this is the thing, right? We're trying to win a game, so that's that's true. Take, that's that, true. take that out of the he's, side. He's playing you know? it. Yeah, you're playing it much stronger than me. I, I, I'm not afraid to admit that. <laughs> but keep in mind, it's all political. Um, remember, uh, keep your eyes on our on our social media so that you can vote on whose team you like the best, who you want to vote for to win this, because we can't we can't really get all of the information and and like quantify the value of these teams that we're putting together. So we're putting it to you, the listeners, to decide at the end, when we're all done with this, who has won the fantasy draft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly certain that I am not in the running, and I'm okay with that. I'm just going to hand it over. So, Gabriel, you had the last pick in the last round, which means you get the first pick in the next round, and you will get the pick that you passed on earlier on uh, after this. But let's kick off round eight with another pick for Gabriel. So, again, we're, we're throwing uh, emotion out of this. I'm just trying to win a game, and it's Luis Figo. Done and done. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when, he was, when he was there, he was amazing, and... Yeah, obviously he went to Real Madrid. I get that. But I'm talking for my midfield, the power, the strength. I got that with Luis Figo. Done. Yep. Take, taking him. Yep. So you're trying to win an actual game. Correct. <laughs> Correct. You, you want, you're trying to put together a team that's going to win a Champions League final. And look you know, great doing it, playing great. You with know, style. As well, you know, with style, with flair, with class, you know, so... Well, yes. I I understand. Um, uh-huh. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> and also, you've done me the favor of of not messing up my my next and final midfield pick, which is Baquero. Baquero, oh. there you go. Mm. Yeah, didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> no, not really. Alejandro, no. what, what do you think of my pick of Baquero? Well, I think it's great. I never saw him play, but I've heard a lot of good things. So, I, I, And I noticed that you're going with a more of an old-school team than us, maybe because we were picking players that we watched playing, but I like I like Baquero. I like what, what I've heard of him, at least. I mean, I'm, I well, yeah, you know, because play. I feel like I might be the youngest fan amongst all four of us. Like, I think I've been watching the team for the fewest number of years amongst all four of us. So if I were only to go with players who I have personally watched and, and you know, felt emotions about, <laughs> I would be picking from a very limited pool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you guys keep picking those guys. <laughs> so I knew that I had to come up with some kind of strategy to, to get around that. So that... That is why I picked Baquero. But Alejandro, you get the next pick, so who are you going to go with? I'm debating here because I, I didn't want to use four midfielders, so I have to pick between one of these two. So, that, yeah, that's another rule because we're, if, you're, if you're not going to pick, uh, I mean, you have to pick three in the, middle, in the middle and then to have three forwards, right? No, you don't have to. Uh, the final rounds, which will be mostly for forwards, if you want to, it'll be three rounds. If you want to use one of those rounds for a midfielder, you can do that. So you don't have to pass on anything. Yeah. 
no, right no. now. I'll get my. You can use one of the later rounds for a midfielder if you want to go with a four four two. Uh, and if you hell, if you want to do a four five one, we can work that out. I, I wrote the rules this yeah. morning. Literally, I can yeah. rewrite them. No, on the fly. it's fine. It's fine. I'm I'm, I'm going to go with a guy that I, sh- I, I wished played more for Barca. I'm going to go with Juan Roman Riquelme. I think he would have been mm. awesome for Messi in those years. But I mean, I think he left too early. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put him in my team. So Riquelme is going to be my other Riquelme. Midfielder. Cole, yes. what do you think of that? Well, uh, I never got to watch Raquelme uh, live or I haven't seen many compilations as of just recently because he, his name and his highlights make the rounds on social media as um, just a very elegant passer, someone who can just find pockets of space that nobody can do nowadays. Um, so that's about all I know from him. Uh, but just seeing his highlights, uh, I'd say it's a pretty excellent pick there. Yeah, especially given you know how late in the rounds... Uh, as you know, some of the bigger or like not bigger names, but the ones who some of us might know off our top of our heads a little bit better. Yeah, you know, as as those names keep getting taken off, you know, Xavi's gone, Iniesta gone, P- Busquets gone, you know, Guardiola taken, Baquero obviously. So, <laughs> so you know, you, you do have to get you do have to get deep a little bit. But anyway, the, uh, so Cole, you get the next pick, and I believe that will finish out this round. So, who's your pick, Cole? Funny enough, I'm like doing the uh, bookkeeping now, but we mentioned his name, but nobody took Guillermo Amor, did they? No, no one has no. actually taken Guillermo Amor. We, he, he just he got brought up. Okay, well then I will take uh, Guillermo Amor. Um, he is going to be a late addition to my knowledge. I <laughs> do not know much about him, but from the small excerpt that I just read there, I think he's a safer option than. Tiago Alcantara, so uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make a quick audible. He is uh, deemed as one of the loyal servants for the club, coming up um, in the Cruyff age. So I think that's a pretty solid pick there on the fly. All right, Gabriel, yeah. you have you have a uh, you have a pick in the pocket. I do <laughs> that you I need do. to finish out. So who are you gonna go with? So I'm gonna go with a player that. That I kind of remember um, when I started watching Barca more often, and it's De La Pena. And De La Pena, I need some more attacking uh, teeth in my midfield, and he can do that for me. He can get those passes, get some crucial goals, and that's what I'm looking for in this midfield. So uh, especially with Lugo, uh, Figo and Laudrup, you know, they're, they're good enough to score and to play make. Uh, Busquets on defense, and then De La Pena to help and just kind of free form in there in the middle. So Gabriel picked three midfielders that played for Barca and then went on to play for rivals because De La Correct. Peña went on to play with Espanyol for a lot of years after that. I'm sensing yep. a conspiracy theory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's going to try Again, and win I'm all just... the trollers of our social media following. <laughs> Again, I'm just trying to win one match. If we had to put one uh, match, you know, against the aliens, right? Against the aliens. Alien this is my MC. team, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised none of us picked Fabregas, for example, or, uh, or maybe I, I had yeah. Philip Cocu as one of my options because I, yeah, I yeah. started watching Barcelona with those uh, a lot of Dutch players there. But then I, I said, nah, let's go all offensive. But none of the divorce were taken either. Yeah, yeah, the, but from the previous yeah, round, from the yeah. Dutch guys. But also with the Fabregas thing, it's kind of one of those things where. He was part of those teams, but you just forget. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I honestly like I, 
I think uh, I think of him more as an Arsenal player when I when I first think of him as a player, and then Barcelona, because also in the false nine, like he didn't score enough goals for me to have these moments. And again, he did have good moments in Barca, but again, it just he was there for like three or four years, and then he left, and it was kind of like yeah, he 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 was part of the youth system, went to Arsenal, came back. I get that, but I just again, I think that's part of it that we don't really capture. He doesn't capture us in our imaginations as a true Barca player. I don't know why. All right, well, that does it for most of our midfield picks. The next episode will focus on forwards, but midfielders are still up for grabs if that's how any of us wants to form our squad. That will be in the third and final episode of our FC Barcelona Fantasy Draft Series. Sports Social Podcast Network.